0: challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to The Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times best-selling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. It's good to be with you. I'm glad to have you back. Appreciate you allowing me last episode to talk about the election to talk about what was going on in our country. I think that was important. And so I appreciate you allowing me to merge our time together in with the other podcast. I want to talk to you about something distinctly male in this podcast, and it's because the holiday season is approaching. I want to talk to you again. It's a topic I've talked to you about before, and it's rituals. I believe that men have a unique gift for rituals. I also believe that men are deeply impacted by rituals. Perhaps not more than women, but in a uniquely male way. And I want you to have rituals for yourself, for you as an individual. I want you to have rituals for your friends and with your band of brothers. I want you to have rituals, of course, for your children and your family. If you're married and you have a family, and I want you to think in terms of rituals for our society. I grew up a military brat, and I'm so grateful for that experience. And I have seen young men's lives transformed. I had the unique experience of being the son of a colonel in the army. And the funny thing was that many of the troops he commanded, the younger troops, the non-commissioned officers, they were just only slightly older than I was. And so there I am, 16, playing basketball, you know, at the gym, and here come my buddies and they're 18, 19-year-olds who are privates or corporals or whatever, Uh, and they are my friends. And they're the guys that are in my dad's battalion. But I watched the power of ritual change their lives. I watched the power of repetition. I watched the power of medals. I watched the power of their their group, their squad their their command their whatever whatever unit they were in, and the rituals that they had and the traditions and uh, a lot of the people I hung out with and that were you know part of my dad 's world were special forces and so you know, you had this unique kind of heritage and lineage and and uh, history, and it was rehearsed and it was talked about. And of course, you know, everything, even even what a man wears on his uniform, a woman wears on her uniform in the military, has tradition to it. It's the same thing they wore, you know, at the Rock of the Marne kind of thing. I mean, the same thing they wore, you, you know, in the raid on Berlin, or the same thing they wore in the Philippines during World War II, or the same unit badge that they were using in the American Civil War, and all that is. Is a big part of who you are, statues, flags, symbols, unit awards, all of that kind of thing. But I, what, what, what moves me is not so much that that stuff existed. What moves me is that it changed lives. It caused my 18, 19-year-old friends to be transformed. They believed they were something, part of something bigger than just themselves. They believed they were part of something historic. And there I was at 16, and sometimes I would pick on it, mainly to deal with my embarrassment that I was my father's son. I know that sounds terrible, but I didn't wanna be uncool. I didn't wanna be the colonel's son. I wanted to be their buddy. So I thought I'd be cool by picking on their unit name Or picking on some ritual they had to go through. And they would get on my case. They would hammer me. Uh, They'd let me know they didn't appreciate it. They were proud of what was going on. And by the way, this was in the 70s, not a great time to be proud of military lore, you know, coming out of Vietnam and all that. And yet these guys were. It works, it's powerful. I've seen it happen in the Marine Corps, I've seen it happen in the Boy Scouts, I've seen it happen uh, in college groups, Uh, I've seen it happen everywhere. So I want you to think in terms of rituals. What is a ritual? A ritual is something that is done repeatedly. That can be once a year. That can be once a month. That can be every Saturday night. It involves something that is impregnated, something that is filled with meaning. And it usually involves a little liturgy. Now, liturgy is a word taken from, you know, religion and from church. Church. Um, and, and of course, from synagogues and anything else that has a ritual to it of that kind. But a liturgy means something that you do when you go to church, and the you know the choir sings, and then there's a certain way that the offering is taken up, and then there's a certain maybe if you go to a you know a, a high church as they call it, you know there's the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper is done, and they've got an altar and they've got certain trays, and maybe the minister or the priest says certain words over the the, the communion, and then it's distri- disseminated in a certain way, and then the minister does a benediction at the end, the same words every time, that kind of thing. That's liturgy. And so it, it can be as simple uh, as a couple of guys. I know some guys, here's an example. I don't want to use alcohol for all of them, but a couple of guys who have a certain ritual that they do at the end of the month in their company. They sit, they pray, they fill a glass uh, with whiskey for each of them, and they remind themselves of the goodness of God in the previous 30 days. There's a ritual. And it's become an important ritual, and they brought their sons into the company. Now their sons do that with them, and nobody else can attend. And uh, they sit there, and they sip slowly, and they rehearse the goodness of God after a prayer, and that's their ritual. Uh, I've told you many times in this podcast that my, my brother, sister, and I basically came to faith because my parents turned into Ma and Pa Santa Claus, at christmas time and on christmas eve my father for the only time in the year would read the christmas story and we'd go to church and there would be gifts and there would be prayers over the meal and there would be blessings and expressions of uh, throughout that that christmas uh, week that holiday week up until new year's there would be expressions of well wishes and good wishes for the new year and all of that coming from colonel mansfield who who was a good man, but he was a little distant in those days, distracted with his career and the Cold War and, you know, all the things that were going on. But at Christmas time, he turned into a Christian version of, of Santa Claus, for lack of better terms. And each of us were deeply impacted by it. And each of us came to faith. And each of us have said to each other that that time with our parents was deeply moving. Um, I've told you also about the ritual I do with my children. Um, I'm a historian. I've studied the pilgrims often, the Mayflower story, the starving time after the Mayflower arrived and the fact that in new England, that Thanksgiving before they eat the, 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 the copious amounts of food that are, that are served at the table, they put five kernels of corn on each plate and they say a prayer and they remember the starving times at Plymouth and they thank God for those heroes and those forefathers. Now, there are many, many ways to do rituals, but I want you to have your own rituals. For me, a ritual often happens first thing in the morning. I get up. I love on my wife a while. We have breakfast or whatever. I go to my office and I have a ritual of prayer. I have a ritual of reading scripture. I have a ritual that gets my day started. I sit, as I've I've said many times, in the control room of my life, look out over my life, pray over my life, think over my life, take notes. That's the ritual. Uh, I have other rituals, uh, drinking a drambuie late at, late at night and, and giving God thanks for the day or sitting with a group of friends and doing certain things. There are some folks who have annual rituals. Of, we do a family hike every year on a certain weekend of the year. And, and while we're up there, we light a campfire and we talk about this. And so there's a ritual. There are many, many rituals. There are rituals of uh, fathers reading to their sons. There are rituals of bands of brothers getting together and cooking certain meals for certain games or certain kind of moments. Uh, These things are important. They're important. You have rituals for yourself. Um, I live in Alexandria, Virginia, and I have a ritual every so often. I'll walk from my house from my home across the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, which crosses the Potomac, and I'll walk back. Takes a couple of hours. Um, but there's a ritual that's meaningful to me. And I think about the history and I think about what's, what's uh, happened on the Potomac and, and I thank God for my country and I give thought to my life. And it's a ritual pregnant with meaning. I do rituals with guys. Um, I've got a group of guys I get together with every month on a Monday night and, um, we talk and we dream and we argue and guys smoke stogies. I don't smoke a stogie, as you know, just protecting my throat. And, um, And we have a great time. There are all kinds of rituals. As we head into the holidays, I want you to think about rituals for your life. I'm talking to you as a single man. I'm talking to you as a dad. I'm talking to you as a husband. I'm talking to you even as the leader of a company or a church or a synagogue or whatever it is you do. I don't care what faith you are. Rituals are important. I shouldn't say that. I do care what faith you are. I'm just saying, uh, I'm not being narrowly Christian when I say this. Rituals are important for men. And by the way, if you have teenage boys, unbelievably important that you sit by the fire with them and that you hike uh, the highest hill of the area and that you, you have rituals of sitting with them. I had simple rituals with my kids in their early days. I've told you before, I would sit with my, with my children individually before they went to bed and I would say, high low. And that meant tell me the high of your day and tell me the low of your day. We had fascinating conversations. Now my kids are 30 and 35. I still say hi, low on the phone. And they tell me, and they do the same with me. I had dinner with my, I'm sorry, I had dinner with my daughter in New York recently. Within five minutes of sitting down, she said, "Okay, Dad, high low," and she wanted to know the best and the worst of what was going on in my life. It's a way to get to know each other. It's and so that simple little ritual, one sentence. It's not even a sentence. What is it? Four letters and an M dash, um, but it becomes a ritual that defines your lives. Okay. I want you to think of them. I want you to use traditional ones. I want you to make up your own. I want you to develop rituals. And I mean, don't just think about this as dad sitting in a smoking jacket with a, with a pipe in his mouth. I want you to think about rituals for you alone. What rituals do you have for yourself of introspection, of reading, of rest, of having a quiet moment, of carving out some time for yourself? What rituals do you have if you uh, just have a band of brothers, but you're not married? What rituals do you have if you're married and you don't have children? What rituals do you have for your children and then separately for your wife? You understand what I'm saying. What are the rituals that define your life? I have weekly rituals. I have monthly rituals. I have annual rituals. Then I have some things that I'm going to do when I turn certain ages. Those those are rituals that, that have been done every year on a birthday or every five years or whatever. Find what works for you, but embed rituals in your life and rituals that have something to do with manhood, something to do with affirming the man that you are, and build that into your life and your way of relating to others, because this is one of the great arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.